Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Good morning! Diarrhea! It's time to wake up. This is the pregame show, your early morning shot of sports on 95.7 The Game. Yes, sir. Good morning, family. I got the texture all in my head now. I tried to do the yes, sir, for as long as possible. But good morning. Happy Thursday. Happy St. Paddy's Day. If you celebrate it. Hope you're enjoying the corned beef and hash this morning. Oh, that was terrible. Or maybe your Lucky Charms, whatever it is. But I want to talk some sports today. As the Warriors faced the Celtics last night, 110-88 to was the final score. The, uh, the Warriors lose after winning four straight. This was a tough matchup, but now the next few games, the big road trip coming up after the next home game, uh, leading up to the games against the Suns, the Grizzlies, and the Jazz. Uh, big few games coming up here, but... They lose to the Celtics 110-88, to where you're going to get into it. And I think the thing that's on everybody's mind is the injury to Steph Curry and what happened to his ankle late in the second quarter. So we will get to all of that. There were some moves within baseball. Chris Bryant is now a Colorado Rocky. Freddie Freeman is now an L.A. Dodger. And the Giants... They got Jock Peterson. So we'll get into all that in the show. But I would like to know from you at 888-957-9570. I'm not even going to... I mean, you can text in about the game if you want. You can text in about whether you think the Celtics are a bad matchup for them. Uh, I personally do. Now, the Warriors were without Andrew Wiggins in Nemanja Bialica. So you... We're missing bodies here uh, for this game. And Andrew Wiggins, of course, being a part of that starting five. Draymond Green can't be starting games right now. So you went out there with Otto Porter Jr. as one of your starters. And the Celtics, they're going to be a tough matchup for the Warriors if somehow they both meet in the NBA Finals. But I want to know from you at the Comcast Business Text Line, because this is the question that's on everybody's mind. 
was that play by Marcus Smart on Steph Curry a dirty play? That's what I want to know. 888-957-9570, the Comcast Business Text Line. Again, of course, you can weigh in, if you'd like, on anything surrounding the game. We got someone texting in right now about Jordan Poole. But I'd like to know from you what you think here when it comes to that play by Marcus Smart. Because really, I go back and forth on it. Now, as we get into this conversation, let's start it off with Marcus Smart explaining what happened on the play in the second quarter. Because Steph was diving for the ball, Marcus Smart was diving at the same time. Marcus Smart is going after the ball, rolls up on Steph Curry's ankle. Curry runs to the locker room, and you see that shot of him running, which was a good sign, but then he ended up having an MRI late last night, and we were waiting the results for that. But here's Marcus Smart talking about the play. Calmer. (laughs) Definitely calmer. You know, he's doing what any coach, any player, any person would do, and that's backing up his guys. He felt at the time, you know, away. And, you know, we talked it out, but at the end of that conversation, you know, he told me you one of the guys that, you know, I wish I had on my team type. So me and Steve have that relationship with, with USA Basketball, so he knows that I'm never trying to hurt anybody. He knows that since I got in this league, I've been sacrificing my body for the better of my team and my teammates. So I get it. I understand. I hate to see it happen to anybody. You know, especially uh, playing and doing your job. Hate to see any injury. You know, I hope uh, Steph's all right. Um, we looked at it. I didn't even see him. Just saw the ball, dove on the ball, tried to make a play. And unfortunately, you know, um, that occurred. So, you know, I'm really down right now about it. But that was it. Now, he says it wasn't a dirty play. And I think there's a very fine line here when that we draw as basketball fans when we're talking about a dirty player versus something that happened on the court when a player like Marcus Smart is playing hard. Now, we know Marcus Smart. We've seen him for quite a while here with the Boston Celtics. Very tough guy on the perimeter. Plays really good defense. Plays tough defense. Always plays hard. Going at 110% no matter what. And in this case... I don't think that Marcus Smart, I'm just going to say right off the top, I don't think he's a dirty player at all, but that play was a dangerous one. It was. You do have the risk of hurting these guys. But I also think that we are so quick to say, oh, he did that intentionally. Oh, that he, he meant to get Steph hurt. Why would Marcus Smart want to do that? I don't think any players truly want to hurt another player. I just think that they make these sorts of plays, but don't think of the consequences after it. They don't think of the effects. Marcus Smart is really going after the ball. But in that process, Steph's ankle is right there, and he's rolling up on it. And then he'd follow it up with that clay layup, and that clay layup ended up turning into uh, turning into nothing there. Uh, But Marcus Smart putting his foot up in the air, he ended up getting a flagrant for it. But... It was a dangerous play. I have a hard time classifying that, though, in the dirty play category. We always always use that word, dirty. Is that really the word that we should use? Was it a dirty play? I, 
I consider it a dangerous one, not necessarily a dirty one. And that's what Steve Kerr said at the podium after the game. I thought it was a dangerous play. I thought I thought Marcus uh, dove into Steph's knee, and I and that's what I was upset about. A lot of respect for Marcus. He's a hell of a player, gamer, competitor. I coached him in uh, the World Cup a few summers ago. We talked after the game. So, you know, we're, we're good, but I thought it was a dangerous play, and you know, just let him know. So he did. He did, and he let the ref know, too. He gave the ref the, the the chop signal to the leg, trying to get to that play after the clay layup. It was after the clay layup when Steve Kerr had enough time uh, to go back to the refs to talk to him about it. But I was surprised that nothing happened. And, and when people are saying that, oh, if Draymond would have done that, he would have been ejected from the game, I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true. I think that's just some some hypothetical that we're using just to make ourselves as warrior fans uh we, we try to we try to validate whatever or invalidate whatever the refs just did not calling anything on smart but to me, it was just a guy who was trying to make a play on the ball. The Celtics were playing hard all night that's a that is a tough matchup for the Warriors there because you got Robert Williams, who has one of my favorite nicknames in basketball. His nickname's Time Lord because he'd be showing up late to some of these practices and wouldn't know the time. So they call him the Time Lord. It's a totally, uh, it's a totally ironic nickname, which I love. But you got that dude protecting the rim. Daniel Tice is now back with the Boston Celtics, which I was surprised about. I was like, what is this, two years ago? Daniel Tice bounced around all over the place after the Celtics, but he is now back with that team. They got him coming off the bench. You got three guys who are quick on the perimeter who can defend in Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. And oh yeah, you got veteran Al Horford who defensively... There were some lapses there. I mean, you saw him when Kaminga was going in for that dunk. Like he said, Al Horford said, no, I don't want any part of that. But the Celtics are a very tough matchup uh, for the Warriors. And even though Steph did get hurt late in the second quarter, I wonder what, 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 I wonder what would have happened in the third quarter. Because they were rushing the Warriors into taking these three-point shots. That first half was not good for the Warriors. They were 4 of 24 from the three-point line. 4 of 24, and they were 29% from the field. All of that happening in the first half. And in the first quarter, if you want to talk about the first quarter, 15 of their 21 shots were three-pointers, and they only knocked down three of them. It was just about as ugly of a first half as we have seen for the Warriors. And it went, and Draymond got that technical. I'm not going to lie to you. This is just something. This is just something I noticed. But I wonder how TVs go to a commercial break. I wonder with different services what happens because, in, from my vantage point, when Draymond got the T, when he was uh, when 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 Clay ended up getting called for the foul. And Draymond was really mad about it because I believe it was on Jason Tatum uh, where they where Clay was going up for it, gets all ball, and for some reason they call a foul on him. Draymond, rightfully so, goes after the refs. Maybe his temper got the best of him. He's trying to light a fire for the team, under the team, because they were not playing well at the moment. So he goes after the ref, gets a technical, and then when they're going to commercial break, it looked like he had that 
because it looked like he calmed down. He was going back to the bench, and then he turned around and started saying something more to the ref, and I see GP2 start to hold him back. Then they go to commercial break. I'm like, did Draymond get injured? Or did Draymond get, did Draymond get ejected? Not injured. What happened? But nevertheless, that first half was just not a good one for the Warriors. Just as bad of a first half as we had, as we've had. And of course, uh, Steph ended up getting hurt with just under five minutes left in the game. But the second half is when things started to pick up, and Jordan Poole was awesome. I, I mean, Jordan Poole for the game, he had twenty nine points. He had twenty nine points for the game. He only had two in the first half, and he had 27 in the second half. He was lighting it up in the second half. And I think he had to. You didn't have Andrew Wiggins on the floor who can give you some scoring. Clay Thompson is still, even after that game on Saturday, he has still been an inconsistent shooter. He's getting up the shots. He's getting open looks, as the Warriors were. I mean, there was a sequence in the second half where the Warriors had three wide-open looks, they got the offensive rebound, and then it ended with Clay going around a screen, getting a catch-and-shoot ball, shooting in rhythm, and even that he couldn't knock down. It was like three straight missed threes. A very odd sequence for the Warriors, but Jordan Poole was the bright spot, and we got here at 888 from the 415. Jordan Poole, in my opinion, doesn't make the players around him better, unlike Curry. Poole is selfish and just wants to shoot and get his points. That's... Why Clay went cold. Poole forces shots, whereas Curry will always pass when double-teamed or sees an open man. Not impressed with Poole, as there are a lot of pure scorers in the NBA. I'm sorry, forward five, but I disagree with you wholeheartedly. I really disagree with you. If you're going to use last night's game as that barometer, I mean, Jordan Poole was the only guy who could score on the court. Like, he had to, if they were going to have any chance, which really they didn't. They cut the deficit to nine, and, you know, it was fun watching Fitz and Buki and the crowd get all energized. But in reality, they were going into the fourth quarter down ten points, and you felt like, you know, that little stretch they had down the end of the third quarter, that's about as good as it was going to get. And then the fourth quarter was going to start to get ugly, uh, which it did. They got outscored 31-19. to 19. You could tell it just wasn't going to be... It just wasn't going to work. Um, but I disagree with you uh, about Jordan Poole. I think he's one of the... Uh, better passers on the team, and I do think he's on his way to making people uh, better around him. I get what you mean, though, in that there have been times, 415, where... You feel like Jordan Poole was trying to play hero ball. I do understand like where you're coming from, but just to say he doesn't make the players around him better, I, I think that I, I, I just I, I disagree with that. I really do. I mean, he had five assists on Saturday night against the Bucks. Seven assists in that game against the Nuggets. Four assists in that game against the Clippers. Seven in that game against the Nuggets on Monday. Then he had three against the Wizards, and then three against the Celtics. And the three that he had against the Wizards, I mean, the Warriors were just going off and scoring. So I disagree with that. I disagree with that personally. From the 707, I can't stand the reigning of threes. The championship Warriors shot a lot of threes, but not like this. Go to the basket or take a jumper. This is getting silly. They look like the old Rockets. Well, see, 707, this isn't who they are, though, as a team. I think the Celtics forced them into doing that. That's why I'm saying it's a bad matchup. It's a tough, not a bad matchup. I don't want to say bad matchup. It's a tough matchup for the Warriors. 
Because the reason they were shooting a ton of threes was because of how quick they were in the per- on the perimeter. While at the same time, you just got Robert Williams, the Time Lord, standing there waiting to block a shot. So I don't think this is going to be the type of game that you're going to see from the Warriors, a typical type of game from the Warriors. They were taking a lot of threes, sure, but I think the Celtics uh, were forcing that a lot. All right, coming up next, we are going to get more to Marcus Smart, what he had to say about the play, and what Draymond had to say about the play as well. We'll get to all that next. Stephen Lankford in on the pregame show, 95-7 the game. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Now back to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game. Here's Stephen Langford. Good morning, everybody. This beat is so tough. Shout out to Kamaya, Oakland Zone. The Comcast Business Text Line is 888-957-9570 at the text line or the phone number. Of course, you can feel free to call in if, you, if you'd if you like. But I also understand if you do not want to at 5.20 in the morning. Totally understandable. Yesterday, I was on my way to work. My girlfriend, Jessie, shout out to her. It's going to be her birthday tomorrow. We're going to spring trading for the weekend. But she says, hey, call me on your way into... She said this is yesterday because she was working the overnight graveyard shift. She says, hey, just call me into, in your, on your way to work. Uh, on your way to work. I said, okay, cool. So I did, and I was just like, man, I don't have a lot to say right now. <laughs> you know? I was just like, hey! All right. 
Good to talk to you. See you when I get home. Bye. But happy birthday to her. It's her 30th this weekend. Uh, but before we get to what Draymond and Marcus Smart had to say about the injury with Steph Curry and what happened there late in the second quarter, uh, there was something yesterday that we couldn't talk about because, well, this uh, this came after our show. Uh, but you had Draymond on his podcast the vo- brought to you by The Volume, Colin Cowherd's The Volume, the Draymond Green Show, and he had Joel Embiid, and this was the clip that went viral on Twitter, and the one that's supposed to get you go to the podcast, you know, you send out these little teaser clips, and that's what's going to make you listen, and I'm not going to lie, that's exactly what it did for me. I wasn't blitzing last time, I was just trying to make sure we got the ball out of the You can make plays, because you can't shoot the basketball. Hey, I make every other play. And I hope, and, and, and leave, leave, leave me open down the stretch. I'm going to can your ass. <laughs> so, so that was the, that was the clip that was posted to Twitter. So, of course, I went to go listen to the pod. Now, I didn't make it all the way through. I was listening it on the way up here, listening it at 1.2 speed. 1.2 speed is perfect to listen to the Draymond Green show because Draymond has a, slow type of cadence, which is totally fine, but if you play it at 1.2 speed, then it still sounds the same, and you just speed up the process. Pun intended. But Joel Embiid and Draymond, it took till the end to get to that trash talking, but there was a lot of good back and forth, a lot of good conversation. You know, what it's like being injured. Draymond saying he's never really been injured like this before in his career for this period, for this stretch of a season and you know Joel Embiid of course has been hurt like that so they had some thorough conversations about that the beef with Andre Drummond that wasn't really a beef uh the stuff with Ben Simmons it was a really good conversation but something they said at the beginning when it was Draymond and Joel and Draymond saying that they're eventually going to get their own show together now he was just joking I think but with those two talking and if Joel Embiid wants to if, if, if Embiid really wants to, he can get into TV. And instead of Shaq and Charles Barkley, it could turn into Draymond and Joel Embiid. The parallels are too perfect for that. It'd be the perfect replacement. You got Draymond, who is a... Not undersized, but I'd say he's more... You know, he's a smaller player. For, for for the way that he plays, for his position, as a power forward. So you got that, but he also plays out of his mind, kind of like Charles Barkley did. And then you got Shaq and Joel Embiid, both of them over seven feet, unbelievably athletic. I think they could just take the spot right there. The only difference is Draymond's going to be the one with the rings, and Embiid is not. So Draymond's going to be the one who uses the rings as the, uh, as the crutch there, whatever, they're getting into some sort of argument. So... I just think it would be perfect. I really think it would be perfect. From the 408, play it at half speed. No, I don't play it. I don't play podcasts at half speed. I don't understand how people do that. 1.5 speed, excuse me. I don't know how that happens. Have you ever listened to yourself on half speed before, or one and a half speed before? It's weird. It's very weird. Just record yourself and then play it back on your phone. Just record a voice recording of it. Talk normally. Talk for a minute. Then you're going to find. It all sounds like this, and you spark really fast, and it all goes like this, really quick. It's really odd. I don't know, I, I don't, I can't do 1.5 speed. 
I can't do 1.5 speed. But the Draymond Green Show, it's always a great listen. Uh, I recommend you check that out. But here is what Draymond had to say after the game about the play with Marcus Smart and Steph Curry. Because with less than five minutes left, both Marcus Smart, Steph Curry, were diving for the ball. And it's been a it had been a you know chippy type of game, really for from the first quarter on. So it's no surprise that this is happening. But Marcus Smart rolls up on Steph's ankle. Steph leaves the game. Got an MRI last night. We await the results on that. But here's what Draymond had to say about the game. I'd expect Marcus Smart to make that play. He plays hard. I can't call that a dirty play. If it was a dirty play, I would have went and dove into his his head. I had a pretty great look on the play. I was right up top. Maybe unnecessary, but that's the most I can call it. Unnecessary. But I can't call it a dirty play. The ball's on the floor. At every level of basketball, we're taught to dive on the floor and go after the ball. And that's what Marcus did. I can't call it a dirty play. I will say it was probably an unnecessary dive because if you don't go through him, then you don't get the ball because the ball is literally in front of him. So if anything, you can say it was unnecessary, but I can't call that a dirty play. I don't consider it a dirty play either. What Steve Kerr said, called it a dangerous play. He said it was dangerous, and I agree with that. But a dirty play to me is like with Kyle Lowry, and oh, I'm blanket on the player in which this happened, But Kyle Lowry, as a dude's going for the dunk, just goes right under his legs and fouls him. And he goes, he falls six feet to the ground because he's so high up. I forgot which player it was. But it's those types of plays right there. Whenever you got someone who's trying to protect the rim but doesn't even try to make a play on the ball, they just go straight for the body and go for the hard foul. I consider that a dirty play. This one where they're just both going after the ball... It was unfortunate in the circumstances in which uh, they were. It was unfortunate in the position. But personally, I don't consider it uh, to be a dirty play. That's just me. It was a dangerous one, as Steve Kerr said. But we just throw around the word dirty so loosely. And Marcus Smart responded to anyone who's calling him a dirty player. I mean, like I said, I've been doing this since I first came in the league. We've seen guys like Draymond do that. The play before with him and Grant, actually. Him and Grant got got into it, and Grant got hurt, whiplash, um, hurt his neck. Nobody said anything about that. It was a clean play, it was a dirty play. Like I said, I, I could really care less about that because I know who I am. My teammates and, and the players and my colleagues, they know I'm not a dirty player. They know I'm going to go out there and leave everything I have on the floor for my team, and uh, I'm a hustle. And that's just what it is. Unfortunately, when you're doing that, things happen in basketball and any sport or anything, and injury happens. And that's just what it is. I'm sure I'm going to get called dirty. I mean, it's their opinion. Like I said, I know who I am. My teammates know, and you know, my colleagues know I'm not a dirty player. And I play very hard, and I, and I leave everything I have, my life, on that court. So... It is what it is. You know, it's part of the game. Um, Move on. I've always liked the way that Marcus Smart plays. I've always liked that. He, he, he's always been the Draymond Green type, the one who you hate to play against, but, man, you would love to have him on your team. He doesn't back down from anybody, even though he's a guard. I like Marcus Smart a lot. Well, he can play the two or three. We can, we can get into a whole argument about that, semantics, whatever. Um, but that play to me, it just we, we're on so strong about it. Now, hopefully, Steph is okay. I don't know if he's going to be playing in the next game. We got a few days off here, 
and they do have some easy matchups uh, coming up, but... I just hope he's all right. And the same thing goes for Moses Moody, too. Moses Moody, the injury, uh, the shoulder injury that he had early in the game, that's one of those injuries where you see him go to the sideline, and if you've ever hurt your shoulder before, then that pain comes back, and you almost feel their pain because you know what they're going through. That was the Moses Moody one. It looked like, and this is I'm just speculating here, I'm not a doctor, uh, but it looked like from first glance that he... Uh, dislocated it. So I was like, oh, that, that hurts. Because, you know, I've dislocated my shoulder before and it's not a fun feeling. It's just, I could, you could, you could sense what was going on there. So hopefully Moses Moody is okay as well, as well as Steph Curry. But coming up this Sunday, they got a matchup still at home against the Spurs. Then they're on to face the Magic on Tuesday. I want to see Steph be back by the Miami game on Wednesday. He's going to be much needed, and you're going to need to continue to stack up wins here moving forward because that two seed, I'm telling you, they play different when they're in Chase Center. Now the Celtics, they took it to them. They took it to him last night. It wasn't just the, you can't just blame the whole game on the Steph play. The Celtics were playing some fantastic defense. Even when Steph was on the court, they had a game plan and they executed that game plan. But we have seen the Warriors play some different basketball, some motivated basketball, and we were seeing it toward the end of the third quarter. But I don't think the Warriors just, I don't think they had enough bodies in the fourth to really, to, to really win this game. But, if Steph and you know Wiggins are on the floor, you know you just you just continue to add bodies there. Moses Moody's still playing. I think there's a chance that they get it in the fourth quarter, but they were being motivated by the crowd, kind of like Jordan Poole with his 27 points in the second half. He fed off of that, and I want the Warriors to with that second seed. So they need to stack up wins here. But I really hope that Steph can be okay by Wednesday's game against the Heat. So uh, about five days from now. Five days from now. All right. From before, we're getting a bunch of dirty plays here at the Comcast Business Tech Side at 888-957-9570. I'm proud of you. Oh, damn, damn it, 408. Why'd you have to text in like that? I was proud here of the Comcast Business Text Line of the pre-gamers. Is that, is that what I should call you guys? The pre-gamers? Guys and gals. But, man, I hadn't seen a lot with this Marcus Smart play. A lot of you are calling it just tough basketball. He's playing hard. But then you get the classic text from the 408. Marcus Smart's a thug. I hate that. I hate that. <sighs> the only way anyone will bear the Warriors is to hurt them like Danny Green hurt Clay in Toronto. But the Celtics don't have to go through the Warriors. They don't have to go... Th- there's no reason for that, 408. There's no reason for that. They don't have to go through the Warriors here. The only time that they could beat up is in the NBA Finals, which is far away. So it wasn't intentional. It wasn't dirty. It was a dangerous play. But they're in the moment. And when you're a player like Marcus Smart is, sometimes you're just not thinking about the other player. You're really trying to go after the ball. And it just so happened that Steph was in a position where he rolled up on the ankle. And it was very unfortunate. But I, it's kind of like the in football when we have those helmet-to-helmet plays. Or the ones that are the fringe helmet-to-helmet plays. Close to being helmet-to-helmet. There's, there are times when you can tell a player is just straight targeting the other one. But there are other times where you're thinking, well, what is the defender supposed to do? Just change his mind at the last second? 
Like, once you make a decision, you got to commit to it. That's what you got to do in sports. You got to give 100% at all times, or else you're going to end up getting hurt yourself. Now, it did risk uh, Steph, but we saw him run to the locker room, which was a good sign, and uh, I'm waiting to get that news here. We'll see if we can get two straight days of breaking news. Yesterday, we had the uh, the news about Matt Chapman going to the Blue Jays. First time I'd had breaking news in a while with this. So we'll see if uh, the update with Steph comes along here this morning. But coming up next, want to get into baseball and NFL's free agency. Comcast Business Text Line at 888-957-9570. Chris Bryant uh, going to the Rockies. Freddie Freeman going to the Dodgers. I'll get those details for you on the other side. But if you're a Giants fan, what do you think of the Jock Peterson signing at 888-957-9570? We're going to get to that. And then in the NFL... The Raiders making moves. Wow. We'll get to all that. Steve Lankford on the pregame show, 95.7 The Game. Now back to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game. Here's Stephen Langford. Happy St. Paddy's Day to everybody. Shipping up to Boston and the use of this song in the movie The Departed, perfect use of the song. I don't know if there's any better use of a song in a movie in history. Maybe other than Goodfellas on the slow-mo with Robert De Niro and they're playing Sunshine of Your Love by Cream. I'm, I'm, I'm into it. Shipping up to Boston. Well, good morning, everyone. I will not be here tomorrow or Monday. Alan Styles is filling in, and he always brings it, so tune in for that. But we got spring training games today, and March Madness starts today. I mean, it's hard not to think about Steph and just hope that he's okay. I want him to be back as soon as possible. And hopefully we get some good news from that MRI that he had late last night. But that play with Marcus Smart has been a big talking point here. And I'll read off these texts at the Comcast Business text line at 888-957-9570. I will get to baseball's free agency, and then we'll talk some NFL to close out the show. From the 650, or actually, you know what, let's get to the... From the 707, Kevin from Napa, all the way from Napa. Do the Celtics play that physical all the time, or do you think they gave a little extra in last night's game? Statement game possible? The Celtics do play that hard all the time. That's why the Celtics have been one of the hottest teams in the NBA. Like, the Celtics are rolling right now. But they do this a lot in the regular season. The Celtics do We do this every year. It feels like it's a repetitive thing where we're just... Yeah, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, two of the best young players in the NBA. And then they have this stretch, but then once you get to the playoffs, they never make it to the NBA Finals. You know, they might get somewhere, but it just feels like we always do this every single year where the Celtics turn into the best team in the NBA uh, during the regular season. Um, They are not standings-wise, but they are certainly one of the hottest teams in the NBA. The switch that we made... The turn that we made, excuse me, on the Celtics. I mean, right now they're 42-28, and 28, which is fourth in the Eastern Conference. But in their last 10, 
They are 8-2. and two. And they have the biggest point differential uh, in the league, at least the highest point differential among the Eastern Conference. So they've been playing very good basketball here. So when we look at the Celtics and the way that they're playing against the Warriors, they do play that hard all the time. And I really think that, you know, other than the Steph injury, I'm watching that game and I'm thinking, man, if the Warriors meet this team in the finals, if somehow the Celtics get past the Sixers and the Nets and the Heat. Because right now they'd be playing the Chicago Bulls. Celtics and Bulls, if the season ended today and they're going into the playoffs, it'd be the Celtics and Bulls in the first series. That'd be fantastic to watch. But that's a tough matchup for the Warriors, man. Robert Williams, that center that they got, nicknamed Time Lord. He was just roaming around the rim, protecting it, while these other guys were just able to run around with Steph with Clay, with Jordan Poole, um, they got some tough players, man. They got some tough players there on the perimeter, and uh, Marcus Smart being one of them. And I, I think it's one of those situations, too, where I'm not going to come in, come on here and convince you that he's not a dirty player. Because if you have that opinion, you're just going to stick with it. You're not going to change your tune. There's not going to be anything that I could do, could do to convince you that he is uh, that he's not a dirty player. I personally don't think he is. I don't think it was a dirty play. I think we always get caught up in calling someone a dirty player when in reality, they just give it 110% at all times. Have Has he let the temper get the better of him on the court? Absolutely. A lot of players do. But I don't think he had any intention of hurting Steph. I don't think he had any intention of doing that. Especially for the long term. Why would you want to do that? I don't believe it. That's just me personally. From the 650, yeah, they didn't have any bodies. When you had a bowling ball just targeting Stephen Clay, playing physical doesn't mean playing football. He's diving after a loose ball. <laughs> I mean, he's diving after a loose ball. I get the clay thing. The clay thing wasn't that good. Well, it didn't look good. And it, and it caused a flagrant for Marcus Smart. Sure. But the Steph one. It was dangerous, but I don't know. It's 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 tough. From the four one five, that was hard hard to watch them. So too many threes, too soft in the lane, and I think that's what the Celtics forced them into. I think if I think they forced them into shooting a ton of those threes, just because Robert Williams was right there blocking any shot whenever they were trying to get to the paint. So I think the Celtics. Um, they're a tough team. They're a very tough team, and if the Warriors do play them in the finals, that'd be a very fascinating series, but I just, I don't know. I am i can't explain to you why I don't think, uh, I, I can't explain to you why Marcus Smart didn't intentionally do it without convincing you, because you've already made up your mind. Like, that's how it goes. You know, we get those on the Comcast business text, like, no, you're wrong. No, he's a dirty player. You're What are you watching? I mean, everyone has a differing opinion. It's kind of like with Draymond Green. Kind of liked with Draymond Green. Tamir in Oakland from the 510. To all people saying Marcus Smart play is dirty. It's not at all. This is what it is. You're taught to die for a loose ball. Just unfortunate that Steph's ankle got rolled up on. That's from Tamir. I mean, you're going to be seeing a lot of that in, in, in college basketball in March Madness. The reason that March Madness is so fun to watch is because a lot of these guys, their motivation is that this could be the last couple of weeks that they're going to be playing basketball ever the, the the percentage of players that actually make it to the NBA from March Madness is so small 
And when you get to the big dance here, you're going to give it everything you got. You're going to have players diving for loose balls. You're going to have guys going absolutely nuts whenever there's a ball going out of bounds, diving over the scorer's table. You want your players to play hard. And I think we get caught up in that, calling a player dirty compared to... yeah, I mean, you want them diving after a loose ball. You had that happen earlier. You had that happen earlier in the game with Draymond Green diving for the loose ball. It's just tough basketball. It's tough basketball, and it's very unfortunate. Just like Tamir said, it's just unfortunate uh, that it had to happen to Steph. And I do want to play Steve Kerr's thoughts on it one more time because I think Kerr put it perfectly, and he was the one who spoke to Smart on the court. I thought it was a dangerous play. I thought I thought Marcus uh, dove into Steph's knee, and I and that's what I was upset about. A lot of respect for Marcus. He's a hell of a player, gamer, competitor. I coached him in uh, the World Cup a few summers ago. We talked after the game. You know, we're, we're good, but I thought it was a dangerous play, and you know, just let him know. Just an honest assessment. An honest assessment, and it was a dangerous play, considering you got another guy's knee just right there, but the game's moving so quick, and when you're a player like Marcus Smart, I could see from his perspective why it'd be hard to just avoid that and not intentionally do it. I just understand it. I get it. Um, But really, it was that first quarter that was just ugly, man. That first quarter along with that first half, too, overall. But that first quarter, when the Warriors shot 3 of 15, and 15 of those threes, I mean, there was only six regular shots in that game. <laughs> six of them in the first quarter. 15 three-pointers out of the 21 shots. And they only knocked down three of them. Not good. 17 points in the first quarter. 32 points overall. For the half, for the Warriors. Now, they were playing some good defense, sure. 48 points for the Celtics. 48 points at half. You're taking that all day. You're taking that all day. But they just couldn't score. And the Celtics were playing some good defense on them. 110-88 to was the final. They lost their fifth game, hoping to go on this little win streak here. They'd won four straight, lose the fifth. Now they got one more home game, and then they go to the East Coast for a little road trip here. So some important games, an important stretch of games as you go on to face the Spurs, and then your first game on the road is against the Magic. Two very winnable games, ones where you need to stack them up, because two out of the last three with the Bucks and the Celtics, you're facing two of the better teams in the Eastern Conference and ones that could possibly be finals contenders. So... I don't think the Celtics were playing the Warriors any harder than they'd play other teams. That's just how the Celtics play. That's just how the Celtics play. And from the 831, Dub Nation says F smart and the Celtics. So there you go. The 831 speaks for all of Dub Nation. <laughs> all right, let's move on to baseball here because we had some news break yesterday. The first one, the first domino to fall. I've never heard that term, by the way. So much in sports. We've heard so much with Dr- with Ramp Up, with Draymond and James Wiseman. That's so much we've heard um, for Bay Area Sports Radio. But now we got Jimmy Garoppolo waiting to be traded. So we've talked about the dominoes to fall. Which dominoes are going to fall? And we've also been talking about that with baseball and the San Francisco Giants when talking about free agents who could be signed. Chris Bryant was one of those free agents. Now, of course, he was traded to the Giants last season. 
started off hot, then he cooled off toward the end of the year, toward the end of the regular season, and then he was one of the only guys to actually do anything in the postseason. But he was a free agent, so fans are going back and forth on whether they should sign Chris Bryant or not. Well, Chris Bryant is now a Colorado Rocky. He's getting paid a seven-year deal, $182 million, which averages out to $26 million per season, making him the highest-paid player on the Rockies and the fourth-highest-paid third baseman in baseball. Right behind Anthony Rendon, former Rocky Nolan Arenado, and then Manny Machado, who is, of course, with the San Diego Padres. And my opinion on that, with Chris Bryant going to the Rockies, is clearly this dude doesn't want to win. That's That was what my opinion was. Sure, I wanted the Giants to get him. But with Scott Boris being his agent, Scott Boris, is he's known for getting as much money as he possibly can for every client that he has. So the Rockies were clearly willing to offer Bryant more than any other team. So he went there. But the Rockies, I know A's fans are out here texting that how dysfunctional of an organization it is and how much they don't care about winning. I mean, you could talk about that same thing with the Rockies. The Rockies were, they didn't know how to build around Nolan Arenado and Trevor Story when those guys were all stars. They didn't know how to do it. Charlie Blackman, too. They couldn't build a pitching staff. They had Ubaldo Jimenez get that one good year and then he was gone to Baltimore. So I, when I saw that, I just thought, okay, yeah, you get, you get your money. I'm, I'm not feeling any sympathy for you there, but you really think that you're going to win with the Rockies? Either Chris Bryant doesn't want to win or he's just a very bad judge of teams. (laughs) Of good teams, that is. But one player who did join a good team, and this is a free agent that the Giants weren't going to be in on. I really wish they were, but it didn't seem like they were. The Padres and the Dodgers were the ones who were being reported for this guy. But Freddie Freeman who was the National League MVP in 2020 after that pandemic year. He had been through it all with the Braves. He had really started from the bottom with Atlanta and then made his way into being a World Series champion as well as a National League MVP and one of the most liked guys in baseball. Personally, my favorite non-giant in baseball. I love Freddie Freeman. Just plays with so much joy, so much passion, and he just doesn't look... He, he, he looks like he's enjoying himself at all times. He's always smiling. Anytime he's mic'd up at first base, that's always a laugh. I really like Freddie Freeman. But now I don't! Because he's with the Dodgers! <laughs> Six years, $162 million. Freddie Freeman, now an L.A. Dodger. It was reported last night, really toward the end of the Warrior game. And now we're looking at a lineup for the L.A. Dodgers... I'm looking down this list right now. Bleacher Report posted the graphic. Mookie Betts, Trey Turner, Freddie Freeman, Max Muncy, Justin Turner, Cody Bellinger, Will Smith, Chris Taylor, and A.J. Pollock. That's an all-star lineup right there. That's damn good. Whew. And not to mention the guys that they got coming off the bench. One of the most hated Giants. Good Lord, where is my phone? It keeps on buzzing. Sorry about that, everybody. But they got a lot of good players on the bench. 
Dustin May was out with an injury all of last year. Their star young pitcher. You got Gavin Lux, who has turned into uh, one of my more hated Dodgers that I've had in years past. Watching him last year when he hit that fly ball at Dodger Stadium uh, from Camilo Doval, uh, that was one of my favorite plays because he thought it was a home run. It could have been a home run, and then the wind knocked it down, and then he's just staring out there in center field. Oh, it was great. But that's a good lineup right there. So Freddie Freeman officially an L.A. Dodger, and he's going to be playing first base. Max Munchie moving to the D.H. You know, I loved the universal D.H. I was tired of seeing pitchers hit. Really tired of seeing pitchers hit. I loved. I used to like it, but then I realized, like, hey, you know, they're going to get a sacrifice bunt here and there. But in reality, you're just getting a guy who comes up. I hate it when there's runners on second and third and there's two outs left in the inning, and then the pitcher comes up, has an at-bat where he puts in 50% effort, and then strikes out, boom, inning over. Now, it was fair for both teams, but I'm like, it would make it a lot more exciting if they actually had more hitters in this lineup and had a DH. And from the 510, Chris Bryant has already won in the league, won a World Series, and probably been looking to get paid, so might as well get that money. True 510. But you could still, I mean, yeah, I get it, but it's just like, man, would you really want to go to Colorado? That's just where I'm at. Would you really want to go to Colorado for the next seven years and just get paid and that's it? Not want to win again? Because after all, it's been since 2016. It's been a while, 510. That's really what I was drawing from it. Uh, but the move that the Giants made, Jock Peterson, they added him officially. You know what? I'm going to go find my phone. It keeps on buzzing here. Hang on. Who texts me at 5.54 in the morning? Honestly. Who does that? I need to put my phone on silent. That's my fault. But Jock Peterson signed with the Giants. And this is one that took took me uh, took me aback there. Because I went to that game against the Cubs last year. And he was in left field. Of course, Jock Peterson, formerly with the Dodgers, and he's bounced around. And then he ended up winning a World Series with Atlanta because he was traded to the Braves. It was a good move for the Braves. But Jock Peterson, when he was playing for the Cubs, and he was in left field... I had never seen, well, I hadn't seen a player in this era, in this generation, who was, uh, at least in the past five years, who was playing heel to the Giants fans. Giants fans were booing the hell out of him in left field, and he was egging him on. And he was like, bring it, come on. But he is a Bay Area guy, and he's going to give you some power. It's just a one-year, $6 million deal. He's not going to hit for average anymore. Maybe he can get some splash hits here and there. Uh, but he's not going to be the one that puts it over the top for me uh, in order for the Giants to compete. I just read you that lineup from the Dodgers. Betts, Turner, Freeman, Muncie, Turner again, Bellinger, Smith, Taylor, Pollock. The Giants don't have a lineup that can compete with that right now. They got a good pitcher in Logan Webb. Carlos Rodon is their number two guy. They gave those, they gave those deals to Dee Sclafani and Alex Wood. But they're going to need a lineup to compete with these other teams. And I don't see that lineup being that way right now. There's still some free agents left out there. Um, I'd like Nick Castellanos. I think Castellanos is a fun player. I think he'd bring a swagger that 
the Giants are missing right now, and to something that uh, it's a, it's a void that Brandon Belt's currently trying to fill, calling himself the captain. But I need to see more uh, from the Giants if they want to get me excited for the season. But we have spring trading starting up today, so there is that. From the uh, from the four one five is Mad Bum going to get a DH? <laughs> uh, That'd be great. Have you seen his beard, by the way? Go look at Madison Bumgarner's beard if you get a chance. He has let that thing grow. From the 650, I'll never make $26 million in my life. He's making it in a year. Who cares if you lose? He's making over $100 million. Well, there you go. There you go. If you want, if you want to prioritize money, who am I to call you out? From the 650 in Farhan, we trust... Let's see, uh, from, from Kevin in Napa, let's be real. The Gavin Lux player from the Dodgers, or the Snobbers as you call them, is probably one of the more hated players simply based off his face. I mean, I look at him, typical SoCal snob, and his name is Gavin. <laughs> uh, shout out to you. 408. This 408 has been texting in ever since Russell Wilson was traded to the Broncos. Denver's so beautiful. I get it, 408. You love Denver. I haven't said anything bad about the city. I was just shocked, like, hey, yeah, Sierra, we're moving to Denver. I never said anything bad about the city. You've been texting me every single day. Denver's such a beautiful place. I haven't been. I'd love to go. But I understand the message that you're trying to get across, 408. (laughs) I understand that. Oh, man. Uh, From the 209, I thought the Giants were big markets. Their days of overpaying are over, and that might be a thing with Farhan. Now, you can hope that some of these guys get called up. I think Elliot Ramos is the next guy, and then Joey Bart. Uh, but you need a hell of a lot if you want uh, if you need a hell of a lot from them if you want to compete with the likes of the Dodgers and the uh, and the Padres. Real quick, I got these texts from the five one zero asking what I think of the A's trades. I think a lot of A's fans forgot that Matt Chapman batted 210 last year. He lost interest in playing for the A's. He was pleading for fans to come out to the games. In the motivation, day by day, seeing the amount of fans that have come out to the yard, and it's not the fans' fault, the fact that the A's keep on making these ticket prices 40 bucks against the Mariners when you're late in the season and you don't have a chance of coming back in the year. Like, I think the A's trades... This is something as an A's fan that you got to get used to, right? I mean, you are used to it. I'm surprised that everyone's, you know, shocked by this. This is what they do. They try and build a team, and they build one that contends within the American League West. It sucks that the Astros were just a were, were just a better team for those two seasons in the playoffs. But then you have that third year where, you know, they couldn't even beat the Mariners, and they decide not to pay guys. And you're not going to win with this current staple of players that you have unless you sign someone to a big contract. But none of these guys are going to want to come to Oakland anyway. So it's just messed up all around. But I think with the Chapman thing, you got four players, two of them top 10 prospects. I mean, you batted 210 last year. <laughs> 210. <sighs> oh, and the Raiders. Wow. They made a big signing with Chandler Jones. How about that? Black Hole Sundays, new episode out tomorrow. I think Spadoni's going to be solo on that one. That's going to do it for me. I'm not going to be here tomorrow or Monday. Alan Stiles is going to be filling in. He always brings it, so tune in for that. But coming up next, Bonte Hill, Joe the Butcher Boy Shasky. You got me and producer Sam Lubman behind the glass. And as always, go sports. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.